Okay, today on the podcast, I have got a very, very special guest all the way from Boston. His name is Mark Preka, the trademark. How are you, sir? I am good. How are you? Very special guest, huh? Wow, look at that. Very special They're guest. Qualified. A very rare, a very <laughs> rare commodity right here. And he said, yeah, I'll, I'll go on a podcast in Ireland. Yeah, sure, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> right. <laughs> For people that don't know yourself anyway, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. I mean, I guess the one thing is uh, that people usually know me as is John Cena's cousin slash uh, trademark. Um, half of his album that came out, uh, You Can't See Me, um, on his theme song, which uh, still just trips me out, man, hearing it like used for memes and everything. And um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty much what, you know, what people uh, know me from. I do a ton of other stuff now, but uh, yeah, at least in terms of hip hop. I mean, I did that. I've done some solo records, some projects with um, Esoteric from Zarface uh, under East Coast Avengers. I just wrote a, a book. So, uh, you know, I've got a bunch of irons in the fire now. <laughs> got a bunch of things going. But yeah, uh, John Cena's cousin, I guess, is the, uh, is the I wasn't, thing. I, I wasn't going to refer to you as John Cena's cousin. <laughs> on this. I know, but that's, I mean, if even if you like, for some reason, like, googled my name like that's like literally the first sentence so you know what i'm okay with it i owned it it's yeah. you know it's... i was looking for photos you had to put in the thumbnails for this and every photo was just a picture of Cena, and i was like trying to crop them out of them all <laughs> yeah yeah you're like this big muscly arm like around me or like another yeah. muscly arm in front of me yeah you're like okay <laughs> was was uh getting into hip-hop and music was that your first love or did you have anything else before I even in school? Were no, you into I sports had, or anything? I had dreams and aspirations of being a professional athlete. And then um, I realized, wow, that's never going to happen. <laughs> you just like when you stop growing at like, you know, five, nine, five, ten, and you just see everyone else just getting all these muscles. You're just like, OK, that's that avenue's not open to me. And I've always loved music. Um, you know, originally it was uh, like hair metal and uh, and just metal. And then. Uh, oddly enough, John and I both found the Fat Boys Crushing and um, the Beastie Boys record. And uh, ever since then, it was just like, man, like just fell in love with it. I mean, originally it was uh, all West Coast stuff. So I, I kind of steered clear of the East Coast rap scene, which was bizarre. And uh, one of my friends, uh, 7L actually from Zarface, made me a mixtape and introduced me to uh, East Coast hip hop probably at like 89. I mean, I still, I listened to it, but I wasn't, I was more like Fifth Ward, um, Texas, like Ghetto Boys kind of stuff and, and NWA. And then, I mean, once I heard like Tribe Call Quest and everything, I was just like, whoa, what am I not, why am I not listening to this stuff? <laughs> and pre, pre the album with John, did you have much records made by then or much demos and things like that? Yeah. Um, like I, I've mentioned them before, Esoteric and, um, 7L from Zarface, we actually had a group. Um, we I've known 7L since I mean, what like third grade. We formed a group when we were together at Salem State in college, and uh, we recorded a couple songs. I actually have them on cassette, and they're I mean, we sound like chipmunks. I played it recently on uh, like a, just a little cassette player that you know, I don't have a tape player anymore, but it was like kind of like the thing you record your voice in. Every one of us sounds like a chipmunk, like it sounds fake, it, it sounds like it was auto tuned. It's it, but it's. I mean, it's still great. Like the beat's incredible. Like I, I'm actually impressed that we we went to the studio and like, that was when it was real to real. So like, you had to really nail your verse, or you're gonna be there all day. It wasn't digital, so you had to actually have, and um, Seven L actually has these the 
the Ampex reels. He still has them in like the carrying case where you would take them from the studio and like you owned that reel. And it was just, I mean, that was, man, it was hard work. I mean, it's now it's just you press buttons and everything is so easy. Like I record verses here on um, the Spire and it just, boom, done. It's like, it's crazy to see how far it's come. Yeah, it's, it's mad considering the amount of things you can do at home now, especially yeah. even before this pandemic and stuff and lots of musicians doing things at home. Kind of exciting, you know, it opened up a, an avenue for a lot of people that normally were just boxed out, whether it was financial reasons or just not many studios, because they were hard to find. They really were. And for the the album that came out with John in 2005, how, how did that idea come about, do you remember? Um, well, he was wrestling. It was before he um, decided to adopt, um, you know, his his real like hip hop roots or bring that into hip hop, bring that into wrestling. It, uh, he was he was doing some stuff, and uh, he, I remember he freestyled. The story goes, and uh, I think it was Stephanie or somebody heard him. And once we did that, he was you know he was coming into the ring and rapping, and uh, he was like, "Dude, my theme song should reflect who I am." And uh, we were just kicking around the idea of making a song. And that's where the Ruthless Aggression, uh, not the Ruthless Aggression, the uh, Thugonomics song came from, his original yeah. theme song. And that actually was done by 7L, um, that beat. So we did that and we were like, wow, man, that, that kind of came together easy. We are like, let's do another one. So we actually made a whole record with 7L and um, that, that, we, that like no one's heard still because, you know, we sent it to them and uh, WWE checked it out. And they wanted it. Um, they wanted us to like refine our delivery and stuff. So we just kind of did it as like a like a goo. So we did the theme song, and like we were we would always hang out whenever he would come home. We would hang out in a um, this little uh, this little room that he that we called O'Keefe's at his house. It was kind of like a makeshift bar, and everybody would just freestyle and battle. And like we were like, dude, why why don't we just record this stuff? Let's see if we can do something with it. And uh, John was like, let's make an album. Like okay, like I'm down, and um, like I said, we recorded the first one. They wanted to to change it up, so we uh, so we did. We went back and and we would nail like a song or two every time he came back from the road. I mean, that dude was out straight. Like he works hard, like anyway, but those times, like that dude just did not stop. Yeah, he was like sure to run. They say they're on the road about three hundred days a year, and then because I remember in two thousand five that John was here twice. He was here in Dublin in April. And in June that year as well. Yeah. So like it just goes to show, like if he's been in Ireland twice, like he's been pretty much all over the world all at once. Yeah. Where did you guys record it? All of uh, the all the oh, house. What's that? Did you record it at the house? No, we actually went to uh, it was called Basecamp Studios. It's not there anymore. Um, but it was in Linfield, Mass. So it's like you know, twenty minutes, twenty five minutes out of Boston. Yeah. But um, it was a hike for him because he's you know he would go into West Newbury, which is at least 45 minutes from where i was so we would go and we record all hours of the night and then he would drive all the way back and you know basically have a day at home to like book all of his travel and everything and but it was a lot of fun we had a blast like we still talk about it now you know did you ever get to meet vince mcmahon i did on a couple of occasions yeah very intimidating individual just really? because of like well i mean I think it's because I saw him still as the like a kid, like how a kid would see this person that you watched on TV, and like that's that's who I turned into. Like that, he was one of those people. There's a few people that 
I've met that like I became a kid all of a sudden and I was like, oh my God, that's like Jesus. Like I saw this guy on TV since I was, you know, little. And it was, it was, it was a yeah. It was it was it was a you don't forget those uh those meetings. Yeah, and he was happy with the album, I'm assuming anyway, because it done very well. Yeah, I mean they pushed it like crazy. I mean, I was you know, I mean I I felt like just happy to be there, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm just glad I'm on these these records, you know. Yeah, they definitely pushed it. Yeah, but I think that's why they they wanted us to refine the vocals because I think they knew, you know, that John was like so hardworking, and I think they saw the potential in him too, as you know, just as a wrestler and entertainer. And they were like, "We got to make sure we put our best foot forward with this." I'm actually glad they made us go back. Did they make a change lyrics, or was it just as you say delivery? Yeah, no, they wanted us to to rap uh to do it a little bit uh to make it a little bit more i think accessible we were it was we were and and it was rough like our our delivery was rough um it definitely needed polish i would i'm I'm glad they did it and normally i'm like i would i probably especially then i was you know younger i probably would have scoffed and and been angry but no looking back i mean and even then i was like yeah yeah they're right let's let's redo this and do you feel it changed your life in any way Oh, hell yeah. 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 I mean, I had so many experiences that I never would have had if uh, if I didn't do that. Just traveling. I mean, I was on the road with him for almost two years. I got to go to Milan. We, we did shows and whatever, you know, we did Cleveland, Buffalo, like a lot of small places that were, um, that were, there were really dope spots. And I mean, we performed in Italy. I mean, twice. It was crazy. And I got to meet Did you do concerts in Italy? Yeah. Yeah. We did one at, uh, I think the place was called Rolling Stone. And it was in Milan. And then we performed on a show that was, um, I guess it was comparable to like the TRL. We did a song on there. And, uh, but just like, I mean, I've had so many experiences and just, just being able to hang out with him a lot and watch him grow too, as, as an entertainer was a lot of fun, especially now looking back. Yeah. And you guys got to sing on raw as well, which is really cool. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, dude, that was talk about nerves, just being like, don't swear, don't swear don't swear because <laughs> there was yeah. just one there was one little swear in the in the song and i couldn't say it and like obviously that becomes the one thing you fixate on you're like just don't do that don't do so you, that. you just skip that word <laughs> yeah just replace it with something else but like before going out there you're just like wow this is really gonna happen and that, and it there was like so many people but for some reason when you're like it's almost like you're not out there with so many people because you, you just focus on the people that are right in front of you and everything else just seems fake it was a, it was a surreal moment man it was crazy and it was uh, it was actually well received from the audience as well that night, which was cool to see because sometimes like when there's little in betweens and wrestlers with kind of whether it be acting or music, sometimes it's uh, it's not well received, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, people loved him, you know, and they still do, obviously. But like at that time, oh my god, yeah, it was a blast too. Yeah, yeah, he was the hottest thing, and for a long time in that company, you know, fair play to. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> Your music since that album, what have you been up to music-wise? Well, um, I did a little bit of like an experimental record right after that, and it was I was just like seeing like what my sound actually was. But the first like real album I made was under the East Coast Avengers name. That was with Esoteric and um, DC the Mini Alien produced it, and uh, it was very. Uh, it's a it's. If you listen to it, you know when it was made because it's very political, and um, I don't. I, th- I think it's some of the best stuff that that I've done. 
because because Seamus Esoteric just brought out like the best of me. Like he would write a verse and I would hear it and be like, oh my God, I gotta, I have to touch that. You know, and I have to get to that level. Um, he's a prolific writer, man. He just doesn't stop. I don't know how he does it. Um, and then we did a second East Coast Avengers record, um, Avengers Airwaves, similar vein, um, more, um, more MCs on it. And uh, then I did a couple of solo records. And how have they been going for you? I mean, I it's accept- it's hard it's it's hard at the moment. Like when when you're making music to make money from music, it's it's all about touring now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I um, linked up with Strange Famous Records, uh, that's Sage Francis and B Dolan's uh, label, and um, they've put out they put out my last record on the a digital release only, and uh, I'm I'm going to be doing another one coming up with uh prolific who's another one of their artists who's a super talented dude um that'll be coming out maybe in a year or a year and a half um yeah yeah when i make when i make music now i mean i love it so like i'm never gonna stop making music but i mean i make it and put it out there and if people buy it they buy it and if they don't i mean i i don't know what to do you know it's i i just that's what i do i make, make music you know yeah and aside from that i see you putting up a lot of strange action figures on instagram uh, what's yeah. your involvement with them? I honestly am just obsessed with. Um, it's probably just me being uh, dealing with my arrested development. <laughs> like I'm just stuck in the '80s. Um, no, I mean I love I love um, '80s toys, and um, I just have surrounded myself with that. I call it the nerdery. I have two rooms downstairs, just absolutely littered with uh, GI Joe, Star Wars, Mask, all of these toys, and uh, I don't know. It's my happy place. <laughs> and do you have any involvement in making those or are you just collecting them i actually did yeah i made um a toy with delicious again peter i had it linked up it was um you remember the little muscle figures those pink muscle figures yeah it's uh it's a variation on that and i did the artwork on that and um delicious again peter on instagram is uh his stuff is really is really dope and i helped uh make that figure we're gonna work again in uh in the future with uh this gallery's 1988 I've done okay. some prints for them, but we're going to actually make a figure for them too. Cool. And your website, Stankfoot Official, that's yeah. basically that's basically you and your merch and your what you've got going on in your life, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to gear it more towards um, my poetry lately. So I've, yeah. my Instagram handle is mark.predka.poetry now. And I'm trying to just strictly move into that avenue because it's kind of where my 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 passion is going right now you know i just have i don't know just been writing a lot and uh moving it towards that i have a separate one for the nerdery now with the toys (laughs) (laughs) and do you find a lot of similarities between rap and poetry yeah yeah i mean i've always done both um i think my my first rap actually i found recently which is so weird um i found it in an old like photo album and i wrote a song with two verses and George, who is 7L, who I've mentioned before, helped me like structure it a little better. And uh, it's called In Too Deep. I have the picture of both of us and I have that and I'm going to frame that and throw it up. But yeah, I've always I've always written, whether it was poetry uh, or lyrics. And um, I mean, poetry is a strange thing because when you read pad poetry, you know it. And looking back on the stuff that I wrote, I'm like, oh, you know, but I mean, you have to start somewhere to grow. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you don't like 
give yourself douche chills doing something, then chances are you haven't grown and got better. Or you're just a, you know, a, a prodigy, which is rare. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the latest poetry book? Yeah. Hold on. Product here placement. It is. Right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on the battleship line. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I started writing that probably like the oldest poem in there is, is probably five years, but for the most part, they're all um, within the last year or two. Um, I hit up this, uh, this poet, John Davis, and um, he edited it for me. He's a really talented guy um, from New Mexico. He's actually our poet laureate for a while. It might still be. Um, and I just collected those and I decided I'm putting a book out, you know, and uh, I'm working on a second one right now. And how's it going for you? It's going well. I mean, I, I've, I've had people hit me up saying, I love this. I love that. And uh, a lot of positive reviews. I mean, I'm sure the people that have negative reviews aren't going to let me know. I mean, yeah, but yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been mostly positive reviews. I have it up on barnesandnoble.com. Um, it's tell me all about me is the, the name of the book. And uh, it's up on stankfootofficial.com. Do you still have an interest in pro wrestling? I'm watching it. I haven't watched much lately. I mean, to be honest, there's just the problem is like there's so much to watch that I'm almost um, it's almost overwhelming. It's almost like I mean I'm a huge video game guy. I don't know if you are, but playing yeah. open open world video games like the concept is incredible. But then you start playing and you're like there's almost so much to do. You're like paralyzed by that yeah um wrestling i mean i'll put it on every now and then just to see what's up like if there's a match that i'm super interested in or when john has made um appearances i definitely watch all of his matches i always made a point to do that um but now i mean not really like i follow yeah. um i follow john and i follow matt cardona who has become a, a, a definitely a friend of mine i think i can call him that He's been a, an influence in, in making the toys too. He he helped me out with um like taking photos of stuff so that I could get some stuff done, and uh, yeah, so I follow his matches too. But he not, was a guy, Matt Cardona. He was a guy that I thought like really should have been projected more to the moon in WWE. Like, do you remember when he was doing that online stuff? His Z True online story and no, stuff. I, that, I don't know. You don't remember that, but like no, he no. he was basically doing all this his own stuff on YouTube, and the fans were going mad for it you know and then like he wasn't really getting the push in wwe but the fans loved him and i just uh he's happier where he is now i think anyway yeah i mean i think so i think he is i mean the stuff he's doing with the toys i mean i'm i love it i mean i'm you know i mean look around i have toys all around me like that that i really i follow that more than than his wrestling like i love the fact that he wrestles it's great but I'm more into him as like the toy guy, and you know, yeah. watching him and uh, his partner do that is is awesome. I'm even for this. myself, like as a as a wrestling fan, I'm kind of tuning in and out of it at the moment, and I feel like it's lacking without a live audience as well. That's just my opinion. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I didn't even think of that. Maybe that's why. Yeah, anything that needs a live audience, for some reason, wrestling is. Uh, I mean, but well, I mean, it's not. It's an obvious thing. They feed off of the the fans. Like even in matches, you know what I mean. Like they'll whatever is is like hitting. They they play off of that. So it's tough when there's no one there to actually like see. Oh, this is working. Let's do this. Or you know, this is we're getting booed. Maybe we should do something else. You know what yeah. I mean? Because like I've watched sports and 
to be quite honest, after maybe like the first couple weeks, I just got used to it. Like football, um, American football. And yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's know. the same with the other football over here. <laughs> yeah. You just get used to it. But yeah, you do. Wrestling. And then you're just like, whatever. Yeah. You know, but wrestling is, is very, it's, it's interactive. You know what I mean? You don't realize it until I think right now how interactive it is. I was talking to a guy the other day and he got on the, it's called the Thunderdome, what WWE yeah. do now. So it's basically virtual like this, except you can see the wrestling happening. And he said that there's a director there telling them when to cheer, when to boo. And he said, he said, he said that he wasn't really doing anything and they just cut him off, you know, because they want you going like crazy yeah. and whatever. Yeah. So like wrestling is on at like 2 a.m. over here. So this guy waited up till 2 a.m. And then they just went. Oh <laughs> I mean, that's got to be tough, like to fabricate excitement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I, it's not doing it for me. <laughs> do you think uh, yourself and John would ever release another album? Or is there any tracks that you guys have down that are out there somewhere? I'm going to say no. But I mean, you mm -hmm. can't ever, I guess you can't ever rule anything out. Yeah. Um, there are tracks out there. I did actually three songs. He was supposed to be on my um, my Black Ash Days album, and he recorded three verses, very good too. And uh, I I think I think it might have been Vince. Someone said no at the at the, the last minute. It was so yeah. close to happening. So I mean, but then again, you can't rule anything out. I mean, at all. But as as for albums, no. I I kicked around the idea of um, seeing if they would release like a vinyl special edition yeah, maybe i was thinking about that like yeah yeah but i mean that's probably it i mean even then like i don't know if the ship has sailed it's sailed i mean i think it would be cool there's definitely some awesome ideas you know like a, a you can't see me version that was just everything was clear and there was no writing on it i think that would be yeah. pretty rad you know what i mean but i don't know i mean like i said never say never but leaning towards a no just make sure there's not a censored version <laughs> no that's how you buy it twice you know i'll make yeah. three versions you know I, I better elaborate on that before we went on air i was telling mark <laughs> yeah. that i went to the store to pick up their album and i got it and i brought it home and i put it in the cd player and then censored version gotcha <laughs> yeah. and, and the second song is called don't fuck with us so you can imagine yeah you're like oh great. just can't hear anything <laughs> this is dead air the whole song's just dead air yeah yeah like, oh this is great don't want to <laughs> that's what i wanted oh no what does the though. future have in store for you uh i mean dude i'm just gonna keep uh collecting toys writing poems uh making a new album with for uh strange famous definitely check them out bunch of dope artists on there um a couple of things in the can um well not in the can yet but we're in uh in in the process of happening so if um these things come to fruition maybe we could talk again and uh, i'll have some details for you but right now just writing doing for sure things. we'll definitely catch up again yeah listen it was great to chat to you man and have a great day yeah you too man thanks cheers man all right bye